You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. What's on Instagram? You know what happened today? We can repeat the star whenever. My phone broke. Like, literally, I was dropping off my drummer to, like, the pickup, and my phone broke, and... I totally like my it just it just like it didn't shatter, it just broke and the sensor broke and it's just all black. So now I'm so disconnected and it kind of feels really good. Okay. So that's the yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now. So it's like the most major event that happened today was your phone breaking, not playing Mambi. <laughs> probably, yeah, because that's the event that that's the that's the event I gotta be like, oh wake up tomorrow, like damn, I probably need to get a new phone, like ASAP. Yeah. I mean it's a pretty serious life event yeah, for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Again. Don't need to cut the blind, just need you to respect my skin. We all come from that dirt, but we can wash our hands. My niggas make hella mistakes, but they are not they sins. Well, this is Amanda Roscoe Mayo. I am at Mambi on the Beach, and I am doing so great because I just saw Rick Wilson play. He made everybody dance. It was so awesome. Um, and he's here with me, and he is a Chicago rapper who, uh, in his short career, has managed to break new ground in rap and community activism. Hey, Rick, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> it's going. I, um, How you feel about that set? It was good. I just realized that like my, my, my pants were uncuffed. After oh, no. the set, and they were cuffed before the set, so that's that. That pretty much explains it. It was a good set. <laughs> awesome. I kind of want to dig in with you. Is that cool? Let's dig in. Let's do All it. All right. So at the age of 19, you were part of a group of youth that presented a report to the UN mm-hmm. because CPD killed Dominique Franklin in 2015. Which church? Yeah. Okay. Which effectively was a violation of the convention article between the UN and the US. Yes. Since then, you've been labeled as an activist. Do you accept that label, or is it more about doing your part through community? Uh, I accept the label. I mean, I accept the label activist. Activist is someone who's, like, active. So I guess I would just, I, you know what I mean? Like, everything that I also, like, go by, like, I, I, I'm a, I call myself a prison abolitionist because I don't believe in prisons. But, like, you know... I'm, I need to actively be, I feel like that's actively is every day, you know, working on it, you know, like, like you're a reporter and you're an interviewer every day you're working on this, you know, or maybe Sundays you take off or whatever, but I'm not actively working on it, but I did, I'm a, so I, I guess I would call myself more of like a pop-up boy, you know, I used to, I used to organize, I used to be an organizer, like, full-time when I was like 19 and 18, um, but ever since I became, like, ever since I dropped my first project at like 21 or 20, I think, 21 or 20. I've been like doing music full time, which is like a blessing and a privilege. So, but, but, but I actively like speak out against like I don't believe in prisons. I believe in restorative justice. Um, I don't believe in capital punishment. And yeah, so I guess like it continuously does that. But that feels good though. It feels good that people still know about that trip. I remember when we were doing this trip, people was everyone was like, "It's gonna be so epic." And I was just like, "Ah, oh, no one's gonna remember this," and people still remember it. So like. I remember at the time I just dropped out of college and I was going to like the United Nations to present this shadow report. And I was just like, yo, this is so crazy. And we did a silent protest at the United Nations in Geneva. And they like, after the cameras was, had stopped rolling, cause the news is there. After the cameras stopped rolling, they like took our badges and they like, re- like, look, like scanned our IDs and were just like, we, we should arrest you guys. And like, our fight was like the next day. It was crazy. It was a crazy experience, but I'm here. Um, and I'm still like being a mouthpiece for the movement. I guess if I'm not a, if I'm not a pop up boy, 
I'm a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece for the movement, I guess. Well, I mean, you are in your in your music, though, too. I mean, oh, there's yeah, a very yeah, clear yeah. message. Yeah, yeah, And luckily, like, I've been privileged enough that, like, things have been getting to a platform where, like, more than, like, my friends and my mom can hear my music. So, like, people can hear things like prison abolition and, like, research it and see what that means, you know Because I mean? it's not about what I say. It's about what you research and how you feel about it. I can't make someone feel a certain way. You know, I could just only be a mouthpiece for it, so. Yeah. I mean, leading by example helps also, though. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, also. I mean, I can't be out here and be like R. Kelly. Like, it sucks. Like, what the fuck? Like, I gotta, act, I gotta actively, like, I have to be an example of my beliefs and what I speak out. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It was good. And I feel good about it. Well, let's talk about Banba, which uh, was just released earlier this month. Stands for Black Art, Not Bad Art. Can you tell me more about that vision and the message that you pretty clearly laid out on the album? It was really something inspired by Basquiat. You probably know that, don't you, too? <laughs> Basquiat was uh, probably the best like painter that ever lived, other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa, what was that dude's name? Da Vinci, Da Vinci, Da Vinci. Leonardo, whatever. The first Leonardo. He know who he is. He's hearing me. Sorry, Leonardo. You up in heaven? But <laughs> oh, no one's perfect. But Leonardo Da Vinci. Other than Leonardo Da Vinci, Basquiat was probably the best painter that ever lived. Sorry, Andy Warhol. And, I mean, Andy Warhol is one of the people who supported Basquiat. Andy Warhol was more famous than Basquiat, but he definitely wasn't better than Basquiat. I'm, I'm all for the shot. Shade. Woo! It's I'm, 70 I'm here for it. Now it's 50 degrees. Anyway. I'm going to give some listener background on Basquiat, if that's okay with you. Yeah, you do it for me, please, because okay. I'm not ever going to Yeah, so, so Basquiat was initially known for his work with Sama as a street artist in the 1970s, then became part of the neo-expressionist movement, right. um, became really well known for his paintings, which started to get a lot of gallery attention right. and museum attention and stuff like that. But he also spent a lot of time in his work talking about uh, social commentaries that dealt with power structures, class struggle, systems of racism... I mean, I'm actually going to ask a follow-up question to that. How has his impact as an artist inspired you, especially on this record in particular? Uh, other than our hair looking alike, Basquiat inspired me because I feel like it was the first pure kind of like really like mainstream like art of like abstract art, you know, and black abstract art and people were really receptive to it. But then once they found out he was black and you know, cause like it wasn't like social media like it was in the 80s. When they found out he's black, things got getting to him and people started calling his art primitive. So that's why the whole Bamba is supposed to be BA, supposed to be like, you know, the first thing is like, oh, Basquiat. But then also it's this like thing, this inspiration of black art, not bad art. Because it's, it's like, it's like kind of like a statement. Just like my art is my art. And like, just because my art is black doesn't mean like it can't, it has to be like second standard art. It can be main standard art you know what I mean like I remember FK Twigs has this thing and she was talking about how people would listen to her art and like they would they, they, they just say oh my god this is right this is really dope experimental art and then when they found out she was black they said oh this is R&B R &B. and that thing sort of like messed her up a lot because it's like oh wait no my art is like actually like it's good art it's not just R&B like why is it R&B because it's black not that black not that R&B is bad art but it's like my art isn't R&B you know what I mean it's definitely not R&B at all you know so not my art but FK Twigs, my art's definitely R&B, R&B, shout out to Boyz II Men, what's up? But, yeah, so, yeah, black art, not mad art, uh, nuh-uh, black art, not sad art, yeah, yeah, Bamba, Bamba, hey, hey, I said the black, black art, not bad art, yeah, black art, not mad art, nuh-uh, black art, not sad art, yeah, yeah, yeah.
Amber. I mean, much like Basquiat, you weave so much into your work. Um, I mean, you seamlessly like meld rap, funk, soul, contemporary sounds into your music. And I really love how your words are, have such an eloquent delivery, but also like mix on top of the music. It really packs a punch. So do you collaborate with other musicians to formulate the sound, or are you the sole orchestrator? Hirsch, this guy named Joseph Hirsch helped me produce a lot of the project. And my friends, my bandmate Sam, like who plays trumpet, added a lot to it. And you know, I'm inspired by my band all the time. Like a lot of my songs are really electronic, but then they come out and sound super gospel-y. So <laughs> it's like gospel dance, whatever that is. Uh, that's basically gospel music, Baptist, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm inspired by a lot of different like dope black artists. So I don't know. I guess yeah, my biggest inspiration and what could, like like what what creates my like art the most is like other dope black artists. So shout out to Jamila, which is playing right down there and other folks in Drama Duo who was really dope. You've been pushing the limits your entire career, and while it's still relatively new, you're young, uh, you've made significant strides with your message. So what are you focusing your attention to now? Political, cultural issues, anything else, music? I'm working on my first album. That never, I never came out with an album, so I'm working on my first album. And right now I am trying to collaborate, you know, I'm trying to use my platform to maybe like help raise some funds for like, you know, Asada's Daughters or like some groups like BYP 100 or We Charge Genocide, or not We Charge Genocide, because that's a coalition. But uh, like it's this group that really, like an organization called uh, Dovetails and like some other dope organizations that like, you know, really use my platform. I'm trying to be sort of like a Harry Belafonte if I can. So we'll see how that goes. So what do you like to do in Chicago when you're not a... Uh... Rapping? <laughs> I like to hang out with my girlfriend. In the summer, I like to go to random festivals, like the Rib Fest and like live on like Lincoln Park or live on Lincoln or live on Lincoln Park. I don't know what they're going by now uh, or whatever it is. I like I like the guys in Lincoln Hall and Shuba, so like anything they kind of throw, I go to. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at this boat. I feel like I probably should figure out how to like, I maybe should save up and maybe get a boat one day or like learn how to like whatever they're doing. Like, like jet ski. Yeah, jet ski, but I can't swim. So that probably won't ever happen. So <laughs> that probably won't happen. But uh, yeah, one of the, one of the, I need to do something like epic, you know? Thanks Rick so much for sitting down with me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for wearing this dress. It's really dope, this red dress. <laughs> yeah, we kind of match. We are really matching. I was going to change my shoes, but like, they already took a L, so I'm just gonna like keep, <laughs> I keep them all. Guys, you can always buy new shoes. Just don't spend more than $50 or $60 on them. They'll always come back, promise. Advice to live by. Yes, advice to live by, yes. This has been Amanda Roscoe Mayo for Chirp Radio at Mambi on the Beach with Rick Wilson. Yes. <laughs> If I made it, emancipated patients, not for slaves or the basics. Or Democrats phrasing that culture, but really racist. And don't wanna bite no tongue to give places. And I don't wanna kiss notes to turn faces. Do it for the dreamers and poets that got jaded. Niggas that's getting faded and rappers that never made it. Niggas that's getting faded and rappers. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. All the things, all the things, all the things I should have said.